We've never wavered from that vision. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical arc after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted. It really is a revolution. Uh, welcome uh, to the Hustle System podcast, where we unpack the patterns of success and failures for some of the top people on this lovely planet Earth. Today with me, we have the lovely Lidor Dayan. Is that how you say that? Yes, you said it good. I'm oh. like American that don't know how to say my name. but I, I, You got to get the yeah in there. You got to get the yeah to... to, to oh. It's expressive, you know, it's um, at the end that does it, Lidor. Exactly, man. Um, And you're originally uh, from Israel. So uh, the big reason why I wanted to have um, Lidor on is there's a lot of people doing fitness. Okay, there's there's a lot of people doing how to get ripped, how to get jacked, etc. But um, there's not that many people that are connecting the dots between fitness and mindset. And that's something that I think you're doing really, really well. But I want to kind of reverse engineer. I want to go back to the beginning, you know, inside the actor studio, they always say, let's go back to the beginning. So uh, where did your journey start? And at what point did you kind of draw the line between you and say the mainstream? Because uh, a lot of the stuff that you're putting out, it's very, you know, it's very targeted at positive thought. It's very targeted at feeling good in your body. It's very targeted at being a man in his prime, which we'll definitely unpack. I want to definitely unpack testosterone upkeep um, on this podcast. Uh, but where, where was the moment that you're like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do my brand. I'm going to do this my way. I'm not going to follow, say, a traditional, you know, put on a suit and tie type of route. Uh, I think it started when you, like, when I was younger, like, I was more, like, employed. Uh, I was a trainer in a gym. And I always, like, I kind of felt like this is not for me. I don't like when people tell me what to do. And I, I kind of love to be my own boss. I want to do stuff on my way. I want to schedule my time based on what is best for me, not based for any other person. So it's kind of started there. And then um, I think it started with me uh, watching YouTube videos uh, from Les Brown and Eric Thomas and all the motivation stuff. And then through that, I uh, got into Tony Robbins. So I started to, to actually look, look him up because he, he was considered success to me, like what I want to be in my life. So I started to do some research. I read his books, audio books, and uh, I really got, got hooked. Like I was all Tony Robbins in my head all the time. Um, but eventually you get to a point that uh, you got to stop putting all these, like Tony Robbins, all this in your head and start betting on yourself more, like doing stuff on your own and trusting yourself, believing in yourself. And the only way you can actually build the trust and believe in yourself is by daily action. And uh, when you do make that action every single day, even if it's small, then you're you're earning your own self-respect. And this is, I think, the most important principle of all. And uh, that's how it started. Awesome, man. That's super cool. So uh, you you do this thing called DHD, right? Discipline, hard work, dedication. Um, I, I like that. I like that because the dedication really implies that you are committing yourself to a certain goal or set of principles. And I think uh, in the modern age, what we have more and more of is you have the mask of social media, right? You have this, oh, I can be one person in private. And I can be a totally different person front facing. And so... Um, looking at that, like discipline, hard work, dedication, uh, really resonates with me and hopefully will resonate with my audience as well, because it really allows you to say, look, I'm putting my foot down. Here's the type of man I'm going to be or woman, if you're listening. And these are the principles that I'm going to have in my life. And despite the obstacles that come in my way, uh, the discipline and hard work are going to push me. I'm not going to push through on motivation and quote, you know, good vibes. Like those things are important, but at the end of the day, I find that motivation fails I find that um, humans are inherently uh, a very fail-prone system. We have a lot of, you know, um, let's, let's talk about, you know, chemical reactions that happen in our brains. We, t- we have a lot of uh, effects that can affect us, right? Like, let's say you go and um, you have a, a meal that's maybe not quite as 
you know, high value as you can, or maybe get a little bit of a little bit less sleep than usual. Like me, for example, today, right? I'm on, I'm on uh, three hours instead of my usual 7.5. So there's definitely effects of that. Uh, but then you look at the systems that you fall back on. So uh, there's a military term, and I love this term. It's we don't rise to the level of our expectation. We fall to the level of our training, which I'm sure you will kind of resonate with, uh, given your background. Um, so can you maybe talk about some of the systems that you've seen work for you and uh, for your clients or for your friends that say, look, I've set this goal. I got on it. I took the first two steps, and then I kind of got stuck, right? I, I think that happens with a lot of people. And right now, currently, it's uh, December 14th. Uh, 2019 as we're recording. So a lot of people are doing their, you know, new year's resolution type of thing. So what can, what can people do if they're, if they, you know, if we drop this right before the uh, beginning of the year, I do believe believe that you, you need to find something that is sustainable because uh, most people uh, try to look for many shortcuts. And once you are in for the long term, because I say stuff that are not sexy, discipline, how low dedication, it's not sexy. It's not uh, that uh, how you get ripped in 90 days. This shit doesn't happen, okay? You can get results quick, but uh, that won't give you what you want. What you want is the feeling, the feeling of satisfaction, the feeling of the self-respect, and this is you only get when you do something for the long term. And uh, I believe you need to find something that, that is sustainable for somebody that's not coming from a fitness background and just starting out. Accountability is the key. There is no other way. I see it from clients. I see it from people that fail or success. If you really want to change your body or really like taking the fitness uh, and your body to the next level, you got to make sure you have some sort of accountability. Either it's online or in person, but make sure you have accountability and you do something that moves your body minimum three times a week. Commit to this. Commit to the minimum. Don't try to be like somebody else or somebody that, like me that's doing it for like more than a decade, okay? But uh, understand where you are right now, where you want to be, and uh, how long is it going to take you to get there? Because most people set unrealistic goals, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, the Japanese have a term they call it kaizen, kaizen, right? Where it's step by step by step by step, continuously gain ground, stay very consistent. Um, So let's unpack that accountability concept a bit more because I think a lot of people listening are going to be entrepreneurs and they might be thinking, oh, you know, I'm not that into fitness. Well, there's there's two components here. Number one, um, you are completely at the mercy of your own psychology if you're an entrepreneur, right? If I have a bad day, my entire company has a bad day unless I've proactively built the systems to make sure that that doesn't happen, right? So um, what are some of the things that you do to hold yourself accountable to your own goals? Let's start with that because I think that's always a fascinating kind of flip on the coaching paradigm. I coach a lot of people and I find that breaking down my own systems all often allows me to find faults and errors in my own systems that then I can say, oh, you know what? That actually, once I tweak that and improve that, now I can go ahead and now I can apply that to every single person that I'm coaching and that helps them a lot. So uh, can you maybe talk about what are the things that you do? Because I mean, you're, you're, in, you're, in, you're in great shape. So, okay, what do you do to, to maintain your body? Um, and then what do you do to make sure you don't slip down? It's okay. How do you hold yourself accountable? I am in a point, like if you ask me in my point of my life, I am in a point it's automatic. You don't think you do. Okay. So for somebody that's stage, okay. So it, it's, it's easy to take, uh, you know, like uh, if you take a guy like me that doing it for more than a decade, then for me, I, I don't think no matter what my, the situation, no matter what, how I feel, I just do it because it's automatic. It's a, it's a big part of my identity and uh, me as a person. So for me, I got to move every single day, no matter what I will make sure I do something that moves my body. Six days, it's probably be the gym. That seven day, I will probably go and do something outdoor. But every day, I got to move my body. And uh, there is not, if, even if I get lazy in my head, I'm like, fuck this shit. I mean, just go. I don't negotiate too much with myself. I just make myself go and then it's just start to be automatic. And besides, I love this. This is something I really enjoy. For me, it's kind of a therapy. So whatever happens in my life, good or bad, my, my space, my place that I feel alive or I, you can call it, I feel free from thought, from everything, is the gym. So this is what makes me want to keep going there. I do it since I was 14 and I'm 28 now. So it's been a while. That's super cool. Okay, so there's a certain level of obsession uh, that's going to come in. And this comes up every single time that we we have an entrepreneur on, right? That you have to kind of be obsessed with it. You have this great uh, post on your Instagram. It's like, 
uh, there's this dam, right? And there's all these negative emotions in the water behind the dam. There's like stress and anxiety and sadness and, and pity. And then, and then you have this dam and then you have like uh, you at the bottom of the dam as if all this water is going to collapse. And then you put Jim on the dam. So like, like the gym is what's preventing you as a system, as a systematic system from experiencing those emotions. And uh, that's actually one of the biggest things that I want to unpack um, on this call because this is huge, huge, huge. Uh, for me and for every other entrepreneur, this idea that you can't think yourself into an emotion, you have to act yourself into an emotion. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, let's say someone wants to do all these things, okay? Let's say somebody's like, yes, I want to I get in awesome shape. And they, like, they go to the gym twice, then they come back, and then their mind wanders, right? You, you mentioned you catch that moment where when you think maybe you don't feel like it, you, you block it, right? You go, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, what is a uh, trick that somebody can do where if they feel oh, you know what? It's okay. I can just go tomorrow. I'm going to keep watching Netflix. Um, what is the anchor that you set for yourself and that you recommend other people to set for themselves to push through? Like there's, there's a very specific moment uh, to be able to catch it right then and there and then readjust and go, you know what? No, I'm going to go anyway. Um, what do you do there? I think it's a, it's a combination because you got to see progression. Once you see progression and results, it's going to, no matter what, you will feel you want to keep doing it. It's just like with your money or whatever. If you're making uh, like 5K and then you start making 10K, fuck, my life is like 10 times better, right? So if you're like uh, obese and you're 200 pounds and you start to walking out like two, three days a week and then after a couple of weeks, let's say you lost 10 pounds, you start seeing improvement in your body. You start to see that uh, the pain start to go, go off. Everybody looks at you and like, hey, did you lose some weight? So you, you get all this uh, positive uh, reinforcement and automatically it gets you to want to keep doing that. So whenever people don't do it, it's because they don't see progression and they don't see results. And this is a combination not just from working out because many people go to the gym and they and they do move their body, but uh, the nutrition part and their mindset is what needs to be changed because they don't believe they deserve it or they don't think it, it can be it possible for them. So this is why I say accountability and working with a professional or somebody that can actually uh, help you that's what will make the change. This is why I see with clients. So I worked with people that more than 200 pounds and they lost 50, 60, 70 pounds. And the only way it's because I got them to, to put, I, I pushed them to a certain belief that they didn't think that they can, if it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, beliefs, belief systems, absolutely huge. Uh, there's a thing called like the money thermostat, right? If you believe that you're worth whatever, you know, 5,000, like you mentioned, 5,000 a month, then you'll probably earn about 5,000 a month. Whereas if you believe that 50,000 a month is not really that much money, then all of a sudden you'll find yourself making 75, 100, 150,000 a month. Um, absolutely true and very, very true in physical fitness. Um, I find that I have this, and I want to talk about sabotage in a moment here. I have this where I'll get on my regimen, right? I'll have my perfect boom. I'm hitting the gym at 5.30 right when they open the door. I get in, I lift heavy, then I go for a swim, then I do my, my, my steam, my cold shower, my steam, my cold shower, out, you know, by seven, I already had like my, my little morning double espresso, boom, boom, I'm rocking it. And then it gets too good. After about like three weeks, like two to three, like I'll do it for two or three weeks. And I'm like, life is too good. Like I'm getting everything done. And then what will happen is I'll self-sabotage. I will um, like stay up late watching like Netflix. I'll just do something stupid that, or like I'll go out with, with my buddy, right? He's a promoter out here in Los Angeles. And, um, it's a fascinating thing to observe in yourself afterwards because you look back and you go, wait a minute. Okay. The trajectory is there, right? I call it vector theory. Uh, it's a physics term where if you set a vector, like you set the dedication as a destination point and you create a lot of velocity and mass behind that movement, then other people are going to gravitate to that movement and you're going to make a lot of progress very quickly. But then all of a sudden I go and I, and I kind of nick myself off. So for the people that um, I want to break down two use cases here. Number one is, uh, if people want to get a coach, what do you recommend that's not you for now? Because I, I know I know we want to we want to we want to pitch you as a coach, and I think that's awesome. I, I don't pitch myself as well. I think <sighs> a lot of people are, are good, uh, and I, I think as long as 
somebody helps somebody else, it, it's fine. But before we go to that, you, you talked about sabotaging. And uh, is it a sabotage? Because as long as you keep doing uh, your routine and you walk out and you eat healthy, do you really see that as a sabotage? Because like me, like people think I'm a robot. I eat popcorn. I go eat pizza, ice cream. For God's sake, I'm a human being, right? So uh, you, you got to treat yourself, right? It's like the carrot and the stick. That's how I see it. You know, I, I agree with you there, but it definitely is. Uh, it definitely is because uh, I lose about two to three days of productivity. I mean, I'm not, I don't do nothing, right? But I lose about two to three days of hyper proactive work. Um, you know, you mentioned about being obsessed. I work 14, 16 hours a day. I love it. Like, I love it. Like, it, it drives me, right? So I 100% resonate with that. And I think a lot of people listening, it's like a lot of people would DM me. They're like, Mikhail, how do I build a business? Or how do I make more money? I'm like, dude, you have to get so obsessed that you get horse blinders to everything. Um, good examples of this are any sports athlete, right? You look at um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he's completely, you know, when he was doing body, it was like bodybuilding, 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 lock in. Um, you know, you're, um, you're Israeli. I'm, I'm really good friends with, uh, Adam Barr. He's former Mr. Israel. Um, also, you know, he's like lock in, uh, he locked in on fitness and then he locked in on finance uh, and it creates this, uh, this powerful point of contact with reality, uh, that I think a lot of people are missing. I think what's happening right now is we have this delusion because number one, we're in the best world economy that's ever existed. And number two, we have social media and the internet, which we've never had before. I think people forget about this, that mankind has not had the internet for very long. And so this idea that you and I can even have this conversation is, is a new thing. Like it's very cool. It can be recorded. People can listen to it all over the world. They can get the impact. Um, there's so much value there and so much impact there uh, that it becomes very, very powerful. So um, with that in mind, it's like, yes, it is self-sabotage because I could have done better. Right. And had I set that goal for, for, for being the best version, right. So if we're talking optimal performance, or the best version, um, that thought wouldn't even be a consideration. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to, they have the same thing where they're, they're like, they're doing a certain pace and then they'll slow down, right? They're like, I'm doing good enough. I'm going to slow down. So can you maybe talk about um, something that, that I think is going to tie this really well together? Can you talk about one of the most difficult times maybe that you've ever had that you really had to dig deep to push through? And some of the things that you maybe discovered about yourself or about the world through that experience, can you just share like a little vulnerable moment? I think it's going to be important to tie this all together. I think it's actually the, the, the best time because I'm actually in that point right now in my life. And uh, I've been living here more than three years and uh, I moved away from my country, family, everything uh, to be here in America, to, to understand the, the American cultures and to go after my dreams. So uh, I kind of realized with myself, because I started to do all this sabotaging and I used to do podcasts, I interview like top entrepreneurs and I was on a roll. I was like getting like really big people. I even got to a podcast, people interview me and then I, I start sabotaging all of it. And uh, part of it is uh, limiting beliefs and um, also... I was not happy. I was not feeling that I am fulfilled or happy. And uh, I believe uh, for me, okay, I can just talk from my own experience. I don't think anybody in the world can uh, have any success by, by, by his own. He needs environment, he needs company, he needs family, he needs people around him. And the more I try to just block everybody around me because I thought that if too many people is around me, that's going to just, uh, you know, like uh, get me away from my goals and what I want to accomplish in my life. But it's not true. And uh, I think uh, that you do need all of this around you in order to succeed in life. And uh, that's what I realized. That's why I am going back soon to my country to see all my family and to live my life in Israel and accomplish everything I want through there. Because I don't think your zip code defined your success. That's a good one. Uh, do you find that entrepreneurship is lonely? Honest question. It's, it depends on your personality. 
if you're a lonely person, then you will be lonely. But if, if, you, if you are a type of person that is very friendly, then you can actually get a lot of uh, connections and new friends. So I, I don't think you need to be lonely. It's, it's, it's not that. I interview a lot of entrepreneurs and most of them that's very successful, they have like amazing relationship with other people that's like-minded with them. And I think we are lonely in our 20s because we all try to improve, uh, to prove that we are the best at what we do. So we try to be lonely. And then around the age of 30, because I'm getting close to 30, we kind of understand, okay, fuck this shit. This strategy don't work. So we start to be with more people around us and we understand that together, that's, that's the best thing, man. Like when you have more friends, you have more family that's like-minded with you, then you start to, to become more free from your own mind. And actually you become more productive and you start to see stuff differently and in a better way. That's what I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? That community really comes into play at a certain point, but you really need to have a certain foundation uh, below that. I always unpack this where people get really confused with achievement versus fulfillment. I find this more and more common. I had the same issue where I would look for fulfillment externally. I'd go and, you know, I work with, I work with a lot of really successful people in really successful environments and surround myself with really successful people that I consider my dear friends. Um, so it's not like there's a lack of community, but the problem was I was looking for fulfillment. I'd be in a room with, with all the people I wanted to be with or, or be in, in the music studio with, with artists that I looked up to. Um, so, you know, we're talking not just, you know, we're talking business and art, which is super cool. And I should be thrilled, right? I should be happy. That's it. I put, I put myself where I wanted to be. That's it. Like I'm there, right? Why am I not happy? Because I was looking for fulfillment um, externally, but there's a really big difference between fulfillment and achievement. I think if you're looking for how to make a platinum album or how to make a lot of money, um, that's an achievement component, but you should not confuse those two things. So many people confuse those two things. They assume that the Bentley and the mansion equals fulfillment. It does not. It does not like, I love all my nice stuff. I love it, but you know what? It doesn't make me who I am. I could, I'm, I'm like wipe it all away. I think my principles would get stronger. If you were to wipe out all my assets, put me at zero, I think my principles would actually double down. I'd, I'd 10x down on my principles and it'd be even stronger. So I think that's an important um, thing for people to kind of take away from that. And I think that's kind of what you're experiencing currently is you're going back to your core principles of, of family, of connection, of uh, having a network that supports you, right? And these are really, really important things. Um, let's, let's talk about this really quickly. So as you go and aim to grow, as you, uh, with the network. Um, and again, this kind of depends where you come from, right? So if you come from a really, you know, open-minded, um, entrepreneurial, uh, background, it's a lot easier, but often we don't, right? We, we have friends that maybe are kind of stuck in their own ways or family that are more stuck in their own ways. So let's talk about how you go about eliminating and or keeping toxic people in your life. Um, I've, uh, I've found a very unique angle for this that I want to share, but uh, you know, how do you go about that? Like, let's say that you're trying to do this thing and uh, you have a friend who doesn't really understand it. Do you just cut them out completely or do you keep them in because of, you know, the longstanding relationship that you have? Uh, how do you go and approach that? Because that's always a fascinating thing to unpack, right? You don't need to automatically just like uh, delete every person. You just, you can just like, uh, you know, put them in certain kind of friend like this friend is for me to talk about certain stuff uh, for example i will talk with him about uh, ufc and stuff like that and this friend is more of a business friend this friend is my funny friend okay so it's it's all uh, a matter of what kind of a friend you want him to be or uh, you think is good to be because everybody will give you any advice right like everybody loves to feel smart <laughs> but not everybody have a good advice so if uh, a fat person come to you and give you advice on fitness that's probably not gonna be good advice if he's fat right so you want to make sure you you get your advice from like the, the type of person that's actually do what the they say and uh, you can keep whatever friends that as long as uh, they are you know most people are negative you can't take like you will block 99 percent of the world because so many people talk negative uh, you can't uh, change your family and probably like a lot of people in your family speaks negative so Friends, you can choose. Family, you can't. Uh, but I believe if somebody is important to you enough, uh, then you you can keep him. 
But, totally. Totally. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And I often find that people that are the most negative are actually the ones that need the most help. Um, whenever I have ha- like haters, like, because you know, like when, when you put out content, someone will always hate, right? You're like, you'll put out a photo where you're like shredded and there'll be some guy who's like, you're not as jacked as so-and-so. And you're like, dude, what? The, what? <laughs> like, come on, man. Or like, um, we'll put out a thing and it's like, that's not your Lamborghini. Dude. I'm like, dude, duh. like, come on, man, get it, like, get it together. So I find that um, the people that like are, are haters are often the ones that need the most help. And, uh, you know, there, there's two approaches to this. And I find this fascinating. Uh, the average marketer, right, whenever they get like a little hate comment, uh, they'll delete it, right? They'll just like, no, 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 no. They'll just like block it out. It's like a weird psychological tendency. It's like a guru phenomenon where you like you block out all the negative. I do the opposite. I go, man, I love you so much. Like, uh, I'm, uh, like some guy will like just post like really outrageous stuff, right? He'll be like, you're the worst person. How dare you market to me? I'm like, man, like sounds like you're having a really rough time. Do you need a hug? Like, like, dude, I'll come to Illinois wherever you are, dude. I'll hug, I'll hug it out, bro. It's all good. And they, and, and they get so confused because they're so used to this attack mode, right? It's almost like you become the medic uh, in a way in, in, a, in, a, in a situational uh, awareness. I'm like, wait, people actually like help heal here. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, so I find that that's a fascinating distortion field where rather than just blocking out the negative, I actually let it fuel me. I've got this shirt that says fueled by haters. It's like totally... Uh, warm it's like faded out almost completely because I'm yeah fueled by haters yeah I love that by uh, okay okay. (laughs) yeah fueled by haters got a little like fuel gauge so it's like whenever someone's like dude your content's not that good I'm like awesome (laughs) I love you too (laughs) they're like wait what (laughs) they're like yeah (laughs) so so I find that's a really great um like if we're talking mental tricks right as far as like going through roadblocks that's a real roadblock where somebody's like I mean, there's a real human like proactively attacking your mission statement. That's like, that's some hardcore stuff, right? Um, and then you're able to like turn that into fuel to push forward. Um, oh, I kind of just like look at myself from the side at, at some point, because I, I was most of the time, like in the past, I was copy paste. I was like uh, seeing Tony Robbins and all of that. I was talking Tony Robbins. I was be like, and then I'm like, Dude, you're not Tony Robbins. You are Lidor Dayan. Do you. Do me. And when I start doing more of me, which is funny, with the accent and all of that, then I think what gets people uh, to become more connected to you. Like, if I look at, for example, my YouTube channel in Israel, where I have, uh, like, uh, 11 thousand subscribers but but uh, i i just put content that's like real it's me it's lido and that's what got people to be more engaged with me so i think when you tap more on you and you don't really give a fuck so that's what get people to become more connected to you definitely uh, there's this distortion we all have with risk profile as humans where like the real risk is dying having not done the thing like that's the that's the only real risk of, of being a human, like the, this idea of like, di- like you, you know, cause, cause there's no real threat. There's no real threat. We have this bio, this situation right now where biology hasn't caught up to technology, right? So biologically we're like, no, 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 if I do this, I might get ousted from the tribe, right? Cause that was the original thing where if you're like, if you're too cutting edge, the tribe might kick you out into the, the wilderness and then you get eaten by lions, right? And our biology is still kind of stuck in that. So I think uh, you have some individuals that are coming out, like yourself, like, like that's why I love having kind of edgy people on the podcast, because I think it's important for us to come into our human element now, 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 now. We're in a, we're in a pivotal time right now where if we don't come into our human element and we don't put our foot down, uh, I truly believe the, the planet's actually just going to spiral into this downward spiral of like, greed like it's just gonna get crazy um we're gonna have like robot armies i mean who know who know who knows right like given given what you're seeing with uh, the environment with uh the economy <clears throat> with um governmental control and uh, censorship and, systems and it's crazy people are uh, fucking don't go to even you know uh put their trash because like everybody's lazy everything is from this phone like you yeah. want something ta, 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 phone, phone. yeah yeah we're, be- we're becoming totally uh, mind controlled so it's, um, it's fascinating, but I don't want to uh, dig too, too far away because I want to circle back to, to a different topic actually in a moment here. Um, so, you, so you mentioned something about the friends, right? And, and I think the thing that really sticks out there is expectations, right? Have a proper expectation. Like, like I've got a friend of mine, he plays World of Warcraft all day, okay? He's like 32, plays World of Warcraft all day, okay? And I cut him out for about five, six years. Absolutely, like I couldn't talk to the guy. I'm like, dude, we have nothing in common. And uh, you mentioned like the, the funny friend, right? The dude is super funny. He's, he's, like, he's like a total nerd. He's like, you know, the, the class clown. He's, he's a, honestly a blast to be around. Like, he's fun to be around. Um, and so in more recent times, I've been kind of reaching out to people that I've cut out because I kind of put up the wall of like, the wall of entrepreneurship. I'm like, 
I'm going to do this. Nobody's going to stop me. End of story. That was my 20s. Um, and now in my 30s, like you, you nailed it on the head. It's like, okay, cool. Let's reach back out. So having expectations. Now, I'm going to kind of circle this around. Uh, so uh, having expectations for yourself, okay? Um, you're you're uh, in your late 20s going into 30s. I'm in my early 30s. I want to kind of pivot to a more um, fitness-specific angle. And um, You said you're in your early 30s? Yes, sir. Really? I would say like 22 max. You, you look very young, man. Oh, bro, I'm just getting started. I'm going to – dude, I've, there's a whole bunch of regenerative stuff that um, – that we're going to be doing. That's I'm going to like, next time you see me, I'm going to be in a little baby crib, you know, like, <laughs> it's like what happened to Mikhail? Like, like we, we, you know, we messed up time. Like we flipped time on us. Um, it's awesome. Uh, but, but that's actually a, a great, great point to, to pivot to is uh, testosterone. Okay. So um, I really want to get your take on this because the thing with testosterone is it's fascinating. Okay. Say you watch Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone is like almost twice my age. Right. And the dude is, is yeah. on. Yeah. He's on. Right. And I truly believe uh, at least uh, as a man. And again, if any of um, you that are listening are ladies, keep in mind, cause you're going to have a man in your life. Uh, so this is, this is very, very important. How do you go about testosterone maintenance and upkeep? Um, and what are some tricks that as a man you could do to, to maintain that? Because I find that that has an effect across the board on uh, literally everything, uh, the psychology, the, the, the physical fitness, uh, I would make it simple. I just think like once you live a healthy lifestyle, which is majority of the time, I don't say all the time, but the majority of your time, you eat in healthy, you, you keep moving your body, uh, you make sure you, you drink lots of water and all of this, because uh, there is no one thing. It's a lot of combination of small stuff that eventually get the testosterone level high. So uh, I think it's just about that, Being, living a healthy lifestyle, moving yourself, walk out two or three times a week, either gym, outdoor stuff, moving your body, cardio stuff, and uh, eating well, like healthy fats, healthy protein, uh, carbs. So for those people that don't understand proteins, that the, the macronutrients that build your muscles, so protein can be meat, can be eggs, uh, dairy. Uh, if you're vegetarian, then don't eat those stuff. But, uh, and then you have cups, good cups, and uh, you have the fats like avocado, olive oils, uh, fish oil. So those kind of stuff is, uh, is very good. And once you combine that more and eat less of the processed food and the sugary foods, candies, and uh, especially here in America, since I was living here, everything here, if you go like to, to the store, like everything is like these bags, like super extra big of chips and stuff like that. And everything is a lot of oil and sugar. So this shit is not good for your body unless you eat it once every while. But once you do it every single day and you combine that with not even moving yourself too much, because most people are uh, having a desktop uh, work, right? So when you combine all this, that's what eventually start to, you know, get your testosterone level low and all the other uh, stuff that start to happen in your body. Okay, let's unpack, let's unpack that more because this is actually super important. So you have kind of three components there, right? You have, you have diet, you have um, a workout regimen, and then you have, I'm going to call it movement plus mindset. Um, no. kind of, kind of as one, because you have movement, you could treat that as workout, but I think movement plus mindset is important because it, uh, we'll, we'll call it keeping your mind and your body very agile. You can um, say like less stress, for example, because many people are very stressed. They don't know how to deal with so many stuff that once you get more stress, that actually can be even worse because cortisol levels goes ice and, uh, uh, everything, uh, relates with the mind and the body and your nutrition, of course. So all these three combined together if you just one of them is is missing then it can fuck all the other three so you want to make sure all the three is aligned you're you're in a good diet you move in your body and you're in a good mindset so for the mind for example meditation can help some people and a lot of successful people that you probably uh, interview uh, do this kind of stuff like meditation priming tony robbins says is priming thing so um once you do those kind of stuff and you try to kind of live in the moment and become more present and uh, understand your thoughts, what are you thinking about, how to make yourself more calm. So all this stuff can really help. Okay, so, so that one's huge. The cortisol hit uh, is definitely huge from the stress. Um, De-stressing meditation, um, sauna is very good. 
Uh, cold uh, showers and or cold plunges are very, very good. Um, eliminating distractions is also very, very good for this. Uh, let's, let's unpack a couple of these things a little bit further, okay? Because I think this is super important. So you mentioned this in kind of generic terms. Let's go through one by one. Um, so diet-wise, okay, let's say you had a clean slate. Let's say you had a clean slate. Like, let's say right now I have eaten nothing ever, <laughs> okay? I've never eaten anything. I don't even know what food is. And you have to give me a protocol for diet for this upcoming week, right? So I've got, you know, Monday through Friday um, of this upcoming week. How would you go about like just here, eat, you know, one chicken breast plus veggies, this plus this. How do you go about structuring that? I think let's unpack that a little bit more because when you say some of these things, they're like, cool, good diet. But I think a lot of people just don't know what that means, man. The, the um, thing is like, there is so many aspects of this that I can give you like one example, but for somebody, because there is many diets, there is like the keto diet, uh, there is the intermediate fasting diet. So it depends on the individual. Every person is different. Every person has a different reaction to certain foods. So I can't say like, okay, this is it and go. Because I got to understand the person. Somebody maybe is allergic to this uh, or to dairy or uh, he, he can't eat gluten. You understand? So there is many little stuff that you, you got to take in mind. Uh, but as uh, a general, I would say greens are great, really good. Because uh, all the greens and veggies and fruits uh, are high in water. And 70% of our body is water. So you want high water-rich food. So this is good. It gets your mind even better. Drink a lot of water. This is very important. Most people don't drink a lot. And this also gets you to be more stressed. Uh, uh, you, you start to you know, move around a lot. So when you drink more, then you, you feel more focused as well. So drinking greens, uh, I would say focusing more on protein sources because this is the main thing to build muscle. And most people's diets are high in carbs, very low in protein. That's what gets people to become more fat. So I would say higher your protein intake. Uh, if people don't eat meat, uh, like myself, I don't eat meat because I eat kosher and most of the stuff around me is not kosher, so I don't eat meat. Uh, so uh, you can go with uh, fish. Uh, you can even do uh, seed, stuff like that. And um, that's about it. I would say keep it simple. Fruits, good fruits. What about healthy fats? Healthy fats is great as well. I would say avocado, uh, peanut butters without sh sugar is, is good as well. Um, you have coconut oil is amazing. Coconut oil has lots of health benefits. Uh, olive oil, fish oils, and uh, all the macadamias, uh, stuff like that is also a good source. Uh, okay. okay, that's awesome. So, so let me, let me kind of recap that because, because I think – you, you know, you, you and I, like, we get this stuff, right? We, like, we get it. We're, we're like, okay, how do you get down to X percent body fat? Like, like, we're always thinking, you know, what lifts do we do? How do we track that? Blah, blah, um, But I think uh, just, just having simple, like, protocol. So uh, let, let me just kind of re recap that diet portion. We'll break down a couple more and then we'll, we'll kind of move on. So the diet portion is, is, like, add greens to your diet as the primary. I agree with this 100%. Um, when I don't do my green shake, I feel significantly less good than when I do my green shake. And uh, what are greens? Uh, here, here's a, a good example. Just take a, a bunch of spinach, uh, celery, uh, green apple, and other green stuff and throw it in a blender with water. Okay. Throw it in a blender with water and then add some stevia. Okay. Really simple, really easy to do. And if you want to, you can even add some protein and or, um, you know, some um, collagen, some creatine in there if you are post-workout. So just doing that once per, uh, every, even every two days, it's going to make a huge difference. Uh, the second part, the water part is amazing. If, um, if anyone that's listening, if you're drinking a lot of juices, if you're drinking any soda whatsoever, um, my recommendation would be eliminate everything that you drink and then add water and add green tea. That's it. And just try doing that for about one to two months and see the difference in your body. If you drink anything else, um, just try that. Um, and that, that made a huge difference. I'm a huge fan of alkaline water, despite what you think of that. Um, I think maintaining just pure water, that's almost exclusively all I drink. I'll have a coffee here and there. Um, protein sources, um, noted. I think he broke that down really, really well. Uh, healthy fats, also noted. Uh, if anybody is cooking with, um, you know, that, that like light yellow canola oil, get rid of that stuff oh, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of that stuff immediately. Uh, swap it out for coconut oil, okay? So that's awesome. So that's the diet stuff. Um, so now let's go into the workout stuff. So um, let's talk about complex lifts versus cardio 
and how you'd go about approaching maintenance, uh, body maintenance, as far as, you, you know, what, what do you find is a good sweet spot, right? Because you kind of have to have both. Um, how much do you go about, like, how many complex lifts should you do versus how much should you focus on cardio? That's a very general kind of statement. You don't have to go too into specifics. I understand that it varies from someone who is uh, yeah, but versus as a general rule, I always, I always recommend, uh, make sure you lift three days a week, three to five days a week lifting and lifting. I mean, uh, barbells, stuff like that, dumbbells. And, uh, as a cardio, I would say two hours, three hours max in a week. And in most cases, for people that like more than 200 pounds, even with no cardio, they can lose the first 20 pounds like that with no cardio. Cardio is, is uh, something that you can add like after you start losing or you can start even from the beginning, but don't do too much of it. One, two hours a week is more than enough because if your main goal is to become a marathon uh, uh, player or something like that, then I understand. Do six, seven hours <laughs> a week of cardio. But if you're not going to become a marathon uh, guy and all you want to do is lose your belly fat and become stronger and become leaner and develop that muscular body, then uh, no, cardio is not your, uh, your answer. You want to make sure you, you keep yourself more in the weight room and becoming stronger there. And all the other stuff, the diet will do. Because if you eat right and you're in a calorie deficit and you maintain it week by week by week, then your body will start to lose fat and gaining more muscle if you're new to the gym, of course. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so let's, uh, you mentioned lifting three days a week. Let, let's unpack that a little bit more. So first off, um, we're going to kind of lead with this and, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong in any of this stuff. Muscle uh, tissue burns about twice as much fat or exponentially more fat than uh, every fat cell. So every cell of muscle actually helps you burn fat. And this is a very common misconception that people don't know about. As soon as I found out about this, I started making uh, phenomenal progress in my fitness. As soon as I realized, oh, okay, every cell of muscle that I put on is going to help me burn fat. Um, and uh, from what I understand, uh, that, that is accurate. So uh, if we're talking, you know, you mentioned lifts like barbells and such. Let's unpack that a little bit more. Um, th so let's talk um, bench press, deadlift, squat. Uh, how do you go about those? And most importantly, how do you go about making sure you start those with the proper form? This is the biggest thing for me. I almost kinked my lower back on a, on a deadlift uh, several times. So what is a best practice? Let's say, let's say you're, you're in okay shape and you want to get into the gym and you want to get in that uh, shredded physique. Um, I think those three are a, a no brainer to start with is very simple, but I think they're very intimidating for guys that have never done it. Um, for me, it was very intimidating to go in it and like walk up to a squatter act. Like, I don't know what this thing is, right? Like the first time doing it. So, uh, but then as soon as you do it, you feel amazing, right? We're talking about the, that, that feedback mechanism between your body feeling good and your mind feeling good. You feel amazing and, and you can't stop doing it. You, you want to do it over and over again. So, um, let's say somebody's has not gone in the gym ever, right. And they want to go in. Uh, how do we get them to do, let's just say those three exercises, um, a bench press, uh, a squat, and then uh, a deadlift. How do they go about thinking about the form? And do you have any resources that I could put in the descriptions as far as uh, videos, et cetera? Of course, I will send you uh, some videos and also put the ego aside. It's not uh, like, because uh, most people try to like you just show off and put as much weight as possible. So I would say if you're just a beginner, just use the bar only the bow, which the bow is 45 pounds. And uh, until you actually understand the form and you're getting good uh, at the form without any too much weight, then after that, you can add more weight. And uh, if we look at each exercise uh, as individual, okay, so let's start with squats. Squats, uh, most people don't know how to squat. There is a couple of stuff they can do. I, I usually, with clients, what I do, I just put uh, a chair behind them or something, and I just tell them to sit and stand up. Because once the mind understands there is something behind him, you just go sit and stand up. And then immediately your back is straight and you, uh, you sit and stand up really good. And when you do it with the bar, and then after a couple of practice, you start moving the chair a little bit, the brain starts to be more comfortable, and then they do it without it. If still they don't have too much range of motion, and that's mostly because uh, their uh, calves are not really, uh, they, they don't, they're not very flexible. So what I usually put, I just took two plates of five pounds. I put them behind the heels and then they stand up on that. Then that gives them more range and they can go all the way down, no matter what. So that's with the squats. Amazing. Okay. 
if we look at deadlifts, deadlifts is more difficult to, to teach, especially because uh, when uh, people taking a bar from the ground up, they kind of like they, they don't have a straight line and they move and they, they get stuck in their knee and stuff like that. So uh, you, you, you don't have to do deadlift uh, as a beginner. Uh, you can use even dumbbells because when you use dumbbells, it's from the side and like, not like the, the bar that is in front of you. Another way, if you're in a gym, you can use trap bar. Trap bar is about that is like is like that, and you get inside and you just use that. That's more comfortable for a beginner to do the deadlift. And uh, for the bench press, uh, just like I said, uh, make sure that uh, you either walk with a code that will just help you, and you won't uh, have all this uh, in your head if you're walking with somebody. Uh, but if you walk alone, a tutorial video that can help you, a uh, couple cue points when I coach people to do bench, keep your shoulder blades back and uh, then go all the way down and up. Make sure your posture is straight, chest a little bit high. Again, it depends on on the, if, if you try to become a power lifter, then it's a little bit different. But as a key, just put your shoulders back and then make sure your posture is straight, the legs is on the ground, not in the air. And that's about it. And full range of motion until your hands is fully straight. Awesome. Um, that's a great breakdown, man. Thank you so much. I, I think uh, people often forget, right? Like uh, this is a kind of like a business podcast, but you know, your, your performance in your company is going to very much be affected by your performance period. <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, you're a human. So um, if, if you're listening to this and you're not hitting the gym at least two or three times a week, to do some lifts, um, add that in, add that in. It's phenomenal. The range that you'll see. And then if you are hitting the gym and you're in good shape, um, that's where I want to kind of go into this next step. So, uh, let's talk body fat. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about testosterone, let's talk about cutting body fat. And again, I don't want to just do fitness on this, but I think this is the, the meat and bones of, um, a lot of really great stuff out of this, like that, that, that breakdown there is enough for someone to get into really good shape, like getting the greens, getting the water, getting proteins, healthy fats, boom, go in two to three days a week, lift, limit your cardio to one or two hours. Like that's such a great blueprint for someone starting out. It's phenomenal, or even for intermediate. Um, so let's talk about uh, body fat. Uh, getting, let, let's start with someone who's over 15% body fat, okay? Not yet at 15% body fat, 15% plus. You mentioned some of those lifts, um, but you mentioned a very critical uh, component Okay, you mentioned calorie deficit, and this really ties into your, um, you know, some of your principles because when you get, when you hit a calorie deficit, it's, uh, you know, your your mind is like, please feed me, anyone yeah. feed me. So, so um, number one is how do you know if you are in a calorie deficit, and how do you uh, kind of shut that part of your brain down that wants to fix that immediate urge. Okay, so first you gotta understand where you're at in uh, your activity level. Because most people that try to lose fat and they're in a calorie deficit, they try to do too much cardio and they, they eat too little. And then the gap is very, very big. So they're in a calorie deficit of more than a thousand calories. And this may, maybe they can do it for two, three days. And that's what gets them to like eat. So I would say 20 to 25% is ideal uh, as a calorie deficit. How do you know? I would uh, just go to Google right now and click if it fits your macros calculator. I will say that again. If it fits your macro calculator, this is one of the best uh, calculators. You just put all of your activity levels, your weight, your height, and then it will show you immediately how much calories you need to eat a day in order to lose fat. So uh, a 20 to 25% deficit that will be what I aim for. More than that, this is just not healthy if you do like a 30 or 40% deficit. Got it. Awesome. So th that helps a ton. Um, if it fits your macros calculator, noted, we will include a link down in the description. Um, so that's amazing. So now let's talk about um, strength and getting down below 15%, right? That 12 to 15% range, that 8 to 12% range that it's very, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the easiest to attain, but it's doable uh, with the proper thing. So, so first, um, first let's talk strength. So somebody's gone in, they, you know, let's say they're just doing bench, they did the bar and then they, you know, they, they got, you know, some twenties on there, they got some 25s, they got some 35s, they got, and they got to where they, you know, they can do 245s or whatever they can do, you know, 150, 200, something in that range. Um, what are some things that you've seen make a 
exponential difference. So not like a small difference. I, I get it with, with, you know, the form, but what are some adjustments that someone can make to start seeing an exponential difference of progress in um, their ability to get leaner and then increase strength from that point? So if we look at being more powerful and having more strength, uh, you want to be in the last rep range, what is four to six rep range. Okay, because if you all you do is eight to ten or twelve to fifteen reps or even more, that's not going to get you stronger. If you want to become stronger, you want to lift heavier weights for less reps. So four to six, and also proper warm up, because most people don't know how to uh, do a proper warm up. Uh, so there is uh, two options. We give you the the more simple ones. So if you do a warm up, for example, for a squat, so first set will be fifty percent of uh, the the weight that you are going to put for let say four to six reps so 50 percent uh, and you're going to do it for five reps then the second rep which is a warm-up you're going to do 70 percent for three reps and then the third set will be 90 percent for one rep all these three sets is just a warm-up and then you go do the heavy okay and heavy you will only do on compound movements like the deadlift the bench the squats the military press uh, the pull-ups Okay, so this is compound movement that uh, you want to make sure you becoming stronger. All the other stuff is accessory. What is accessory? Accessory can be uh, like uh, dumbbell lateral raises, uh, dumbbell curls, uh, tricep extension. This is accessory. But you want to make sure you focus on this key movement. And also, I would say it's a lot in the mind because our brain uh, will always shut off before our body. Because uh, if you come and you're like, I don't think I can do that, you will not do that. If I go and I, I, I weigh 135 pounds, I can deadlift 400 pounds. So if I can deadlift 400 pounds, that means my mindset is in another level. Because I understand that if I want to get this shit up from the floor, I need to get myself in, in the right mood. So for me, the music helps. For me, the right, you can call it incontentious or uh, positive affirmation, like, fuck you, bitch, let's do this. <laughs> okay, that's my kind of, okay? So I will make sure I am in the right mode and then I go and boom, I can do that. Dude, what's, but, what's your, what's your go-to like workout song? Uh, oof, uh, I have many. I like Linkin Park, Breaking nice. Benjamin. Uh, I, I love like rock. Um, but besides rock, I sometimes I, I like Armin Van Buren's kind of stuff. Uh, huh. All right. That's a very like uplifting way yeah, to work yeah. out. You're just like grooving it, you know, like and if you combine this with pre-workout, I am like, <laughs> oh, it's a blast. It's a blast. I, I love how sometimes you'll be hitting in a track and you'll see somebody else's head like bobbing to like a similar yeah, beat. Yeah, you're, like, yeah. you're like, ah, it's the jam. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that. I think that's so important, man. The state management. Um, so that's, that's huge. Thank you for breaking that down. Like that's a great protocol that warm up regimen of uh, 50% for 5, 70% for 3, 90% for 1. Get that going and you know th those of you guys that are maybe newer or intermediate like don't worry about the guy next to you who's deadlifting 500 pounds. Um, you know that that comes with practice. That comes yeah. with practice. Again, achievement fulfillment, right? Achievement. There will always, always be somebody that's better than you and you can be better at something else. Just because somebody lifts more than you doesn't mean maybe he is very, you know, like if you run together, you will be faster than him. So everybody, you know, we are all in kind of the same level, just a little bit different. But just focus on you, focus on your own trail, and uh, eventually you will be fine. But uh, always, when it comes to fitness or any other thing, go for the long run. Don't try to to do any shortcut in 90 days because it probably won't work. Fitness is a lifetime commitment. It's not a 90 days protocol. It's a lifetime commitment. And once you uh, stick it in your head and in your heart, then just start. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that. I love that. Like this idea of keeping your body very clean, very healthy, keeping your mind very clean, very healthy. Um, so let's talk about mindset and state, man. So this, this, this has been awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Again, quick little recap, greens, water, healthy proteins, healthy fats. Uh, if you want to lose the weight, calorie deficit of 20 to 25%. That's your diet portion. Those five things, boom, right there. Got them. Workouts, two, you know, three days a week. Go in, do those lifts that we just broke down. Okay, one or two hours of cardio max and make sure you get your recovery, your stretching and your warm-ups in. Uh, you want to be doing 50% for five, 70% for three, 90% for one. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me 
or to DM um, Lidor directly on Instagram. Could you want to go ahead and share your, uh, your IG with people? Sure, it's, of course. It's Lidor.D. Very simple. <laughs> that's that's L-I-D-O-R.D. And of course, it will be in the uh, description notes as always. Uh, so state management, stress uh, reduction, mindset meditation, um, obviously just the stuff we broke down actually helps a ton, right? Because once you go into the gym, you're getting the dopamine, you're getting the endorphins, you're hitting that stuff. What are some of the other things uh, that people can do if, let's say, let's say they work hard, you know, let's say, let's say somebody's moonlighting, they, they're going to their nine to five and then they're coming home and then they're doing their entrepreneurial journey kind of late into the night. So maybe talk about sleep a little bit and then uh, I want to circle back to some of the other mindset stuff, but I think this will be a great way to kind of wrap this like fitness chunk uh, with those three components. So uh, you ask about sleep or... Uh, sleep and stress? Yeah, if we could talk about both in one, because I think they're very, very related. Yeah, I actually had uh, Sean Stevenson, if you know him, on my podcast. Uh, he's a sleep master. And he, he even said, like, most people think, like, they need, like, seven, eight hours of sleep. But there is, like, uh, this deep sleep that you actually need. Like, even if you get, like, four to five hours of really good deep sleep, that's all you, you need. And, uh, yeah, stress uh, is, is a big part of most of our uh, life. And uh, we need to make sure we kind of uh, become more center and don't get stressed too much uh, high. So what I think is the best thing is movement. Because once you move, your cortisol levels uh, will eventually start to drop off. Because when you move and your heart rate goes up, then you can't, you, you tell me, when you walk out, can you be stressed? If you really walk out hard, like after you finish, can you be stressed? No, nobody can be stressed. So this is why movement is, is key. So if uh, you walk out in the morning and you feel stressed at night, for example, I, I won't say like go to the gym again, but uh, go for a walk, go breathe a little bit or something like that. So make sure you, you do something that moves you so you can think about it better. Because if you just sit down and think and think and think, that's not going to do any better. And as far as sleep, um, stuff that can help, uh, don't be with your phone too much because if you're with your phone, then uh, it can get you like just be more occupied on YouTube and videos and stuff like that. So just make sure uh, you move it away from you if you have trouble sleeping. Totally. Or um, if you are going to be on your phone, uh, I, I recommend the same thing about an hour, hour and a half, put it away or, or at least get some blue light, uh, blue light blocking glasses. So at least you're not getting that blue light. Um, I try and pop those on, you know, three, four hours before super huge. Also tracking helps or a ring. If you want to do a whoop, um, those are some recommendations I can make as well to, uh, add on top of that. So super, um, super epic stuff, man. Let's, let's talk about you for a minute here. So you, you've been on this journey. Um, what's, what's next for you? What are you doing currently where people can find out more about you? Let's start with that because I think this, like dude, the stuff that you just broke down, man, if I had had that when I was 20, like if I was just, if I just had that, like just, just what we broke down on this podcast and maybe we'll make a cool little infographic for you that you can share. Um, if I just had that when I was 20, dude, like it would have saved me so much stress and so much heartache. And, um, so thank you. First off, thank you for, for like sharing and coming on. But before we wrap, let's, um, let's talk about you for a minute. What are you doing? How can people find out more about you? Um, do you have a coaching program? Uh, like what's the best way to get a hold of you? So right now I'm actually uh, getting my podcast back as well. So uh, yeah, my podcast is the Mind Body Podcast by Lido Dayan. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other platforms. And uh, beside that, I also have a YouTube channel, both in my own language, which is Hebrew. And I have another one that is in English. Uh, so Lido Dayan, my name. I also have a website for uh, my uh, interviews. So I just take the key points and I put it out there on my site. So people, if they don't have enough time to listen to, for example, an hour interview, I just give them the key points from the interview. Uh, so lidodayon.com. And uh, that's about it as for now. Uh, future plans, of course, I'm, I'm planning to go back to Israel, rebuild my life again, uh, be around my family, give them more time, uh, building my relationship back with the people that uh, I care about most. Uh, eventually, of course, finding a good wife to get married <laughs> and uh, build my business in Israel. So um, I have a lot of uh, great plans for uh, 2020. 
Absolutely. I love it. And then if someone really resonated with the breakdowns that you did and wants to get some more coaching, um, is the best way for them to DM you on Instagram or yeah, right to- now it will be DM me on Instagram. Uh, I do uh, some online coaching every now and then. So uh, Lido.de in Instagram and uh, through that. Love it. Okay. So we'll make sure we add that. So, um, and then, and then to wrap, so let's, so let's go back to the, that stress component that you mentioned of, of going for a walk and doing that. So, you know, I, I'll be a little bit vulnerable here. I spent like most of my twenties putting everyone else first and putting myself last. Um, when it came to me, you know, if I got a job, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm in like Christmas, I'd be working New Year's Eve. I'd be working. Right. Um, and there came a point in my late twenties where like that no longer served me. Like, I'll just be honest, like from, from kind of a selfish standpoint, like I just wasn't happy, man. Um, you know, there was components in my life that are really like, I've got a great life. You know, I'm, I live in one of the best cities in the world. Like, like life is very good. Uh, but I found that I was putting everybody else first. Um, and that thing that you mentioned with, with going for a walk, I think so many people, especially if they're, they're moonlighting or they're entrepreneurs or they're in a nine to five, you know, they're, they're, they're putting their job first. They're putting everything else first. So how do you go about being unapologetic uh, about saying, look, I'm, I'm doing me. This is, this is it. This is my life. How do you draw the line in the psychology? Because I think a part of, um, you touched on this before, like people don't want to be singled out that much. Like they don't want, you, you know, as soon as you do that, people can call you self-serving. They can call you, you know, egotistical and narcissistic. Um, there's all these things that come up that, you, you know, like for me, I'd much rather be uh, liked. Um, you know, they say like, it's better to be feared than liked. I don't agree with that. I think it's much better to be liked than feared. Um, but you, you know, how do you, how do you go about that? Like you're, you're making this big jump. Um, you're going back to Israel and this is this is the way you talk about it. It sounds like very much, for you, right? It's, it has, it's, it's not for anybody else. It's not even for, it's like, this is something you want to do. You are doing it period. And I think everybody listening has that great dream. They have this thing they want to do with their life, but they're kind of scared, man. I talk to people all the time. They're kind of just scared that they're going to lose that job and not have money. They're, they're scared that they'll fail. Um, I think some people are scared that they'll succeed and they'll have to live up to that standard. Uh, there's all these variations. So how can someone go about, about putting their foot down and saying, you know what? I am going to go for a walk. I don't care that there's more work to do. This is for me. I'm going to do it because it's my life. So fear is a big part of uh, most of our life. Everybody has fears, right? But uh, there is fear, but you got to ask yourself, like, uh, what's the most important thing for me? Like, what's the most, is it, is it, uh, if I really want to succeed in life or uh, want to have my dreams become a reality, uh, there is a cost for that. I am, I might be judged. People might not like me and all of that, but uh, what's more important? Like, is it, uh, do I want to live with regret for the rest of my life or do I want to become happy and uh, actually see who I can become, how far I can take my life? Because like, if you look at people that are successful and unsuccessful, like you look at those that are very successful, they have so much self-respect. They are so confident about themselves. And this is the type of person I want to become. And those that are not successful is because they said they are going to do certain stuff they didn't do. And then they kind of stopped. And once you stop and you become a loser, this is something that will stick to you for the rest of your life. And trust me, they know it. Those that don't do nothing, they know it. And this helps. And it will hunt them until the day they die. So this is what you need to ask yourself if you're in your 20s, 30s, or even in your 60s. Because as long as you're still alive, you still have time. You can still improve. You can still become something better. But uh, just don't, don't stop. Don't give up on yourself, man. That's, Dude. that's the best thing. Dude, that, that's amazing advice. Um, yeah, those of you that are listening, to, to take the time today. Like, just go. I know this sounds a little bit silly, but like, just stare at yourself in the mirror. Ask yourself if you've let something go, if, you, if you've had something that you wanted to do and you've just been putting it off and why ask yourself why and go deep, dig, take the time, screw, you know, screw checking how many likes you got on Instagram or anything else. Um, we're all humans. At the end of the day, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. I had make mistakes. I will make mistakes. And I still, uh, I, I'm, nobody's perfect. We, you will procrastinate in some way or another. I will procrastinate on stuff. Okay. But once you don't let this procrastination or whatever stuff that is uh, not a good thing to do define you, 
then you can move on. So I would say just move on. Don't judge yourself so much and start to become happier in your life. And that's it. Yeah, we, we do this exercise in group format with um, uh, some of the trainings that we do with a large group awareness training where we do our point of death exercise. So um, let's, let's maybe do kind of that at the end here and then, um, and then we'll wrap. So, you know, I mean, imagine this, imagine you're, that's it. Like right now where you're standing um, or, or like, let's say you got in your car today and God forbid, you know, something happened and, and you passed away um, and you're, and you're there and you're on the sidewalk and with this, this, these, this shattered uh, environment around you, the, the, the shattered vehicles and this fire and you're looking and you're floating up above your body and you're floating up and up and up and you're looking down on yourself and, and, and that's it. You're, you're, you're gone. You're, 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 that was it. That was the whole life. And what would you do? What would you give to be able to get one more shot? What would you give to be able to get just one more minute just, just a couple more breaths, just to be able to hug those loved ones, just to be able to say those things, just to be able to experience this great experience of living, of being alive. It's such a blessing. We take it for granted. What would you do? Um, so I really want to kind of end with that for the people that are listening um, to, to kind of ask themselves that question. Like, what would it take? And now imagine, boom, right now, boom, you're back in your body. That's it. You get it. That's it. You're, you're here with us now. You're listening to this. You get that moment again. And don't lose that. Okay. Don't lose that. Don't let anybody else confuse you into thinking you're not good enough. You are, you can do anything you put your mind to. And it's uh, our job here to share and to give you better systems and frameworks to be able to do that. Um, thank you so much, brother, for hopping on. Um, thank lots you of love for you. inviting me and thanks for the, the amazing board you just shared with us. Uh, your podcast is doing great, man. And you are a very uh, amazing person as well. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, brother. Uh, as a final thing for you. So you mentioned uh, getting a wife. Um, I'm assuming that means kids. So let's say you had a little eight-year-old, uh, eight, a, a little mini Lidor, uh, you know, a little eight-year-old Lidor. And he's like, hey, dad, you know, what's, what are the principles? Give me one principle for how to live my life. And um, he, was, he was asking you to impart that on him. What would that be? Believe in yourself, son. Don't let no other people's voices get in your head and just do you be you that's it amazing brother thank you so much i uh, appreciate having you on uh all of the links references and social media assets will be included in the show notes as always it has been Lidar dayan and this as always is the hustle system podcast where we break down the patterns of success and failure for some of my favorite people in the world on this planet thank you guys for listening see you in the next one it really is a revolution. We've never wavered in that vision. I believe we should strive to do things in his spirit. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Beyond yourselves and ourselves. I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical eye after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted.